0: Welcome to Spouse Tales Podcast. You really can't make this stuff up. Bringing you truth, solutions, and innovative ideas to some of the most controversial and overlooked questions inside the practice and out. Hello to our creator and co-host, Joanne Majors, CSP, published author, certified speaking professional, joined by her co-host, Kathy Signo. Hello, and welcome to the first podcast as we enter the Roaring Twenties. I'm Joanne Majors. And I'm Kathy Signal. And one thing that we know for sure...
1: Is you cannot make
0: this stuff up. No, you really can't. And uh, you couldn't make up the fact that we're actually entering the Roaring Twenties. I never thought I'd live to see... I mean, you know, when you think about it, like, somebody said, like, you're going to be part of the Roaring Twenties. It's like, it's history, right? It's not... It's not the future. And now here we are, and it is the future. So that's kind of exciting, right?
1: Yes, it is. You know, it seems like just yesterday that we had the big Y2K thing where yeah. we thought the whole world was going to come to an end and we weren't going to be able to get any money out of the bank and all of our <laughs> databases were going to be shut down. And, oh, yeah. you know, here we are thriving and striving for the future.
0: Yeah. I think this is going to be an amazing um, an amazing decade. I'm, I'm excited about... Um, the twenty. Somebody was telling me the other day that because you can't just put, um, like, you know how you write a check or, okay, now I'm going old school, right? Okay, boomer. No, you know how <laughs> when you when you have a check, sometimes you'll write a check, right? Or you'll sign something and date it, and so you put like one thirteen twenty, right? They were saying um, it was a fraud thing, and they were saying you've got to make sure you put twenty twenty on it because if you just put twenty. Somebody can backdate the check, cash it, and then say you never paid them for a current invoice. Yeah, or I saw that. Yeah, I
1: saw that on Facebook. That so was crazy, sure right? We, for those of us who write checks, okay. That we do that, okay. Watch out now.
0: <laughs> I actually have. Just so you know, when I go to in the little town that I live in to get a manicure, they don't they don't take debit cards. Now, tell me, and how are their doors? bursting it's either cash or a check now they will still take a check but I think that's really interesting no no debit cards oh well anyway one of the things we talked about that we were going to cover today is um the roaring 20s and um we kind of talked about like you've come a long way ladies and so has your hemline (laughs) when we looked up the history of things that had changed so much in the 20s a lot of it had to do with women and how they dressed I thought that was interesting didn't you
1: Oh, yeah, very interesting, but I remember my grandma talking about that when the the 20s came and how it was the first time, like, women bobbed their hair. It wasn't just the hemline, it was the hairline, too.
0: Well, and speaking of hair, I'm going to, sorry, if you don't want to hear about what went on in the 20s, you might not want to listen to this one, but anyway, that was when, speaking of hair, so the hemlines went up, so women had to start thinking about shaving their legs. That's when all this happened in the 20s. And then the other thing was, it was, one, it was the first time in history that women didn't, were allowed to wear sleeveless and didn't cover their arms. So there was some hair there discovered, right? That's like, okay, this is not attractive. So really, it's interesting because women made a huge difference, of a change um, in the 20s.
1: I would love to see the impact that had on companies that sold razor blades.
0: No kidding. Because
1: I bet you that it, I heard once that somebody said that in the shampoo industry, how they completely changed the marketplace was when they added on the bottle two words, uh, rinse and repeat.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Recommended people to shampoo their hair twice. Wow. And they said the sales for shampoo went through the roof I'd be curious to see what happened in like Gillette or whoever the big um razor company was back
0: then no kidding no kidding that's really interesting um yeah I hadn't thought I hadn't thought about that I you know one of the things that that I was thinking about you know like they talked about you know people think that um that's when you know speakeasy started and you know some things you know with prohibition and that sort of thing but um you know, it, it actually was a little it was a little different than that. You know, Speakeasies they said began popping up in the eighteen eighties, so that was kinda interesting. But I loved when they said how many brand name foods and things that we enjoy today originate in the twenties. I was really blown away that Velveeta cheese came to be in the twenties. I think that's wild.
1: I would have never expected that. Yeah. No.
0: I and never expected that. One of the things that I thought about, you know, my son, um, Moved uh, to Lehigh, Utah to go to work for one of our uh, favorite Companies and sponsors, and when he went up there, you know we're from the south, right? And we eat, we love queso. When you have Mexican food, you have Tex-Mex, you have queso. And so he looked and looked and looked, and he said, nobody has Mexican food here like you make, mom, or like we get there. And so it's funny. He he says uh, he's telling this story over the holidays, and he's telling about they finally found this restaurant. And he said it looked really good, and it got great reviews, and somebody had written on a review like that they're from the south, and finally they found you know great southern Tex-Mex. And so they go to this. It's in it's in. Salt Lake City somewhere, and J.C. said he got there and he saw queso on the menu, and he said, queso, right? Yeah, I ordered queso, and they bought out a little bowl of shredded cheese. (laughs) So maybe they haven't seen Velveeta yet, uh, you know, in some of these places that don't really understand um, you know, Velveeta cheese. It's like, how would people make queso without it? We, I mean, we do, right? But that was the standard recipe: a can of Rotel and Velveeta cheese. You know. Then they started adding in all the other stuff, like you know, sausage and meat or whatever, taco meat or whatever. But you know, queso was a staple. What was the what was the food or or beverage or whatever of the twenties that kind of got your attention?
1: Well, I said Wonder Wonder Bread when you were able to go to the grocery store and buy already sliced and packaged bread. Because think of the time that women spent in the kitchen making bread, kneading bread, waiting for it to rise. And then how quickly the bread went stale because there were no preservatives. And now you have Wonder Bread with preservatives that lasts indefinitely.
0: Yeah. That's pretty crazy. And you think about like... Yeah, things that we take for granted. Yeah, well, and, 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 you know, the woman was the you know, was the one who did the cooking, and she was the one who stayed home, and, or not necessarily stayed home, but talk, when we talk about, you know, we've come a long way, ladies, this is a, that's another one of those things, it's just like, wow, can you imagine how much time it was saved, I mean, you've made, you remember when the bread makers came out for a while, and there were those, yeah. you could make those, the bread at home, or whatever, you still had to slice it, and to slice it, you had to buy a special knife, because you can't slice that stuff, right, <laughs> it, Right. And, and think about it. It's like when you're, what you're talking about. It's like how much time did this save save women to be able to do those other things, like shave their legs? No, <laughs> but they they could. I mean, yeah, the shave truth their legs is, and do
1: their hair, right? that's right.
0: They did start to focus more on themselves. And I think that's that was my takeaway when I was reading this stuff on you know what the Roaring Twenties was about and where we are now. It's like they began to to. Pay more attention to themselves, right? And when I think about where we're going to be in this next decade, as many women are entering dentistry and um, multiple careers in dentistry, we're going to—I mean, it's going to be that same thing. I mean, women are beginning to um, look at things differently, and women have been coming to dentistry. We know that, but I'm saying I believe we're going to see dramatic changes in this in this in these 20s.
1: Oh, I think so, too. Well, when you listen to, um, we have Marquette at School here in Milwaukee, uh-huh. and their graduating class this year is going to have more women than men in the graduating class for the first time ever. Wow. Well, it may be 51 49%. I don't know exactly what the percentages are, but yeah. there's more women in this class than there are men. That's going to change the way dentistry is viewed.
0: Well, and we have to look at how many things have changed. Number one. In the 20s, do you think they would have allowed two dental spouses to speak, especially the way we do, right? Yeah. I mean, tell the truth. And I think yeah. about, you know, I think about like one of our sponsors and one of our favorite people, Ann, Ann Lanish Duffy, and what she's done with um, Do Life, D E W. Life, you know, the magazine and the movement. I mean, she could, there, there, there would have been no um, audience for that, right? The audience is growing right. for that community and what she's doing. And this is not a let's rage on women thing at all. It's not. I'm saying that it's going to be amazing how many changes. I mean, I have friends who don't cook. Their husbands cook. You know what I mean? It's like I, I didn't grow up that way. I mean, so, and in the 20s, that probably never happened besides maybe a barbecue outside or something. And now we know that all those things are um opportunities you know for women to be able to do more of what they want and for men to do more of what they want my son loves to cook you know and he's good at it so it's it's interesting just how much um is going to change in these roaring 20s well
1: when we talk about even our, our podcast spouse tales podcast and everyone's assumption is that it's geared towards women yeah but if you have a large percentage of women graduating the spouses are going to be the males that's right so our audience is very different yeah. um that's why we'd love to hear from some of these male spouses yeah to find out what they want to hear about well but and we have two of them ar- on as guests
0: yeah we have a couple of them um scheduled to come on so it's it, it, it it's going to be interesting i just think that you know this we're kind of a enigma anyway spouse tells is kind of an enigma because i know managers and as we call them day wives the people really dedicated to a practice that aren't You know, that are married to that practice. They're a day wife, but they're not married to the dentist. Um, and how much, how much things have changed. I mean, you know, one of the men that we're going to have on is, um, the business manager, you know, for his wife's practice. And he had a great business and, um, you know, sold his business to walk away to come and do the business side of her practice, because she loves clinical dentistry. She did not like dealing with teams. She did not like, you know, a lot of those things that came with it. So it it works. I mean, they've got a great, they've got a great thing going. And, I, and you see more and more of that. And I think that's what we have to be open for is like, All these people, I mean, I think about, you know, when you think about, um, you know, Weave is one of our sponsors, and I think about, you know, we know Mike Buckner very well, and what I always think about with Mike is, you know, his wife, because you see him, he's always gone, right? He's always on the road, because dentistry has changed so much, and these shows, and this sort of thing. She is married to dentistry, too, right? I mean, that's the whole reason we decided to do our retreats the way we're going to do them, is because it's not just a dentist and their spouse. It's people who really understand that in dentistry, I mean, when you're really in it, you know, like like some of these people are like Mike and Samir and some of these people, when you're really in it, your spouse is in it because they're the ones home waiting for you when you're on the road. I mean, I think it's, I think that it's just the, it's just, it's just different. You know, I think it's really a different time.
1: It definitely is. And I think we need to, you know, get ahead of it. And be prepared for, for what's what the changes are that are going to be happening um, but something but really excited about it really excited to see how like with Anne's do retreat yeah and we had that in November her first annual due retreat and the women and the speakers that she had that came and the, the lessons that are learned and and the changes that are happening it's just really really eye-opening to see a network Because the groups that we're involved in, they form a circle and they're hugging one another. Yeah. Everyone's there to support each other. It's not one of those things that you're forming a firing squad. We're here to find out what gifts do you have that I can use? What do I have that you can use? How can we learn from each other? It's a very different time with women supporting and lifting each other
0: up. It really is. And, I mean, uh, one of our other sponsors, Care Credit, I always think about Bet Johnson. I mean, Bet Johnson is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, she's yes, done she things is. in this interest industry that so many people have really no clue. And she is one of the sharpest um, women I know. Her business acumen, amazing. Um, and, I, and I think about how different things are. For instance, you think about SCN, Speaking Consulting Network, right, run by... Who? Lois Banta. Started by Linda Miles. Okay, so female. It started, it's female strong, and people show up. Okay. Dental Speaker Institute or Jumpstart 2020, the one that was started by Vanessa Emerson. Same thing. It's got people's attention. People show up. And I'm not and these are these are women who have done things in a different way. Anne's retreat is the same thing. It's like and what I think about is how many of those meetings that you'll go to, they're, they're for a different thing. And I hate to go back and do, do this, but it's like I always think about the soft skills. A lot of those things encourage um, and edify the soft skills that we've learned. You know I mean? It's, it's like that's where it's very natural. When I go speak at some of these other, you know, like the Amos meeting, uh, the oral surgery meeting, you know, I've spoken there for probably the last seven years. That's a very different group. It's getting better, but a lot of the things like my, my subject, you know, soft skills, and that's the reason the, name, the title of the book is Soft Skills Are Tough Talk, because we know really, if it was easy and if it was soft, why aren't more people doing it? Because it makes a huge difference. It's really tough. It's tough to learn it. But I think about all these powerful women, you know, that have built uh, amazing organizations that people pay good money to go be part of. And you know you don't you don't necessarily say what's my ROI going to be on Monday, right? Because it's so right. much more than that. That's what I think about.
1: Yeah, I, I really, I really do think Joanne that as we put some of these programs together for the year ahead for spouses, I think we're going to see a whole new um, coming together. Yeah. of people supporting. You know, it's very hard and. And I don't mean to say, oh, woe is me. That's not what I'm saying. But like you say, dentistry is something that you're married to. Yes. And to be able to bring people together and know what the common goal is and know how to communicate about it and know how to support one another, I think is going to be a really great asset that we're going to be able to help people with.
0: Yes. And and interesting, you said, you know, dentistry is something that when you're, you know, you're married to it. Here's the thing that I believe, Kathy. I believe you're either married to it. Or you're getting out of it. I really do because yeah. people people get into it or get out of it because of that. Exactly what you said. That's the reason the retreat has so much um, value on understanding what those relationships mean. Understanding, you know, the time um, spent and and you know the parameters of how to have a healthy. The truth is how to have a healthy relationship with this kind of a workaholic industry because this industry will consume you. I mean, it re- you know, yeah. I mean, I just after my um, TIA in November, I've had to really step back and look at what I'm doing and say, you know what, I love to go to all these meetings. I've got to do what I need to do to make a living and and take care of um, take care of my what I love to do and cover what I love to do because I've already you know, it's that thing we talked about, like, you know, oh well, we'll give you exposure. I don't need anybody to give me exposure. I've been in this industry three decades. I've, you know, owned two businesses. I, I don't need that, right? But what we know is there are people who get out because of what you've got to give. Right. You and I've had. We've both had them on. We've had them both on our teams. Pretty yeah, crazy. You really
1: have to. It has to be a passion. It has to be something that drives you. Yeah. Because if not, um. You can see people that get burnt out very quickly. I see that a lot in hygiene. Yeah. Where, you know, you have, I said, there's a lot of the young hygienists that I, in interviewing and things like that, and you ask them, how did you get into hygiene? And they say, well, you know, I knew I could make a lot of money.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> and
1: right away there, you're like, oh, wow. Because hygiene, to be good, demands a passion that you can't even. You can't even look at the amount of money that you should get paid for what you give.
0: Yeah. I think that almost any position in in the practice is that way now. I think that it's changed so much. I mean, with so much technology, and we talk about this, like everybody's got to mother something. You know, when we got Weave, I yes. was like, okay, who's going to mother Weave? You know, I was kind of the mother initially, and then it's like, okay, when you get some new piece of technology or something, somebody in there, you got a CT scan. Who's going to be the mother of the CT scan? And I say the mother of, not meaning male or female. You know what I mean? Who's going to mother this right. through? Who's going to work this through the systems and make sure that we're, um, you know, getting our ROI on the purchase or getting, you know, the best use out of it to help us in the practice. So anyway, I know we've gone over our time, but we're excited about the Roaring Twenties. Um We're thrilled um, to be able to uh, continue doing what we do and um, shout out to all the people at uh, Weave who uh, support us and um, help us, you know, reach more people and they understand the value of connection because of the, the service and product that they have.
1: Yes, I, I can't tell you that um, we were just talking here about weave, and Lexi said, "Oh my gosh, it's a game changer." So we do. We thank them for all their support.
0: Yeah, and we obviously always, um, I think about Care Credit, and I think about you know how, you know how long I've had a relationship with. Uh, bet and Samir and those folks and in the practice as well. And every practice I go into and it, you know, the, the thing that's so neat about the companies that we work with is we really use them in our practice and we understand how much they help us deliver the care that we want to be able to deliver. And, um, it's funny, you know, when I think about, I'm doing a program next week called speaking of sponsorship. And when I think about this, you know, one of the things that I talked about was there are some companies that don't need you to mention them. I mean, Care Credit's a household name; everybody knows who they are. However, if you can be an ambassador to how the product is used, I think that's a little different. And I'm, you know, I am a huge fan, and we love Care Credit.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know, and, and it, I think the thing that people need to know is that the sponsorships that we have, we don't do those sponsorships unless it's something that we believe in.
0: Yeah. Well, I and mean, we've we've had offers, and we couldn't do it because neither yes. one of our our husband's practices used the product or service. So it's not, a. it's right. not about that. It is about really, um, going above and beyond and delivering for, for people that support what we do. And obviously we have to have a shout out for Ann. And if you're a, a female or you have a female in your life, um, and you're in dentistry, um, she should know about, uh, Dental Entrepreneur Women Magazine, uh, DEW.life. And, uh, it's a great movement, a wonderful magazine and, you know, they're, they've, been, they've been really good to us. That's where our blog shows up regularly every, I think, um, the second Tuesday maybe of every month. And, um, yeah, we look forward to some great things with them this year.
1: Absolutely. And we want to invite you all to uh, look forward to listening to us as we move forward into the Roaring Twenties.
0: Absolutely. Well, we will um, close it out and just tell you that um, if you hear us roaring from where we are, We hope that you'll roar right back. We are uh, signing off, and we look forward to seeing you on the road. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Spouse Tales. We ask you to consider our podcast sponsors when you need solutions, and we look forward to seeing you on the road. Signing off live from Aggieland, this is Mel on Air.